Part four of Who Burnt Columbia by Augustine T. Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part four Deposition of General William Tecumseh Sherman. Part one Adjourned till Wednesday, December the eleventh, eighteen seventy two, at the same hour and place, James O. Cleefane, United States Commissioner washington december eleventh eighteen seventy two commission met pursuant to adjournment present counsel on either side the examination of witnesses was proceeded with as follows deposition of william t sherman the deposition of william t sherman a witness produced sworn and examined on the part and behalf of the united states in the cause above entitled now depending before the above-named commission taken before me james o cleefane united states commissioner for the district of columbia at the city of washington d c on the eleventh day of december eighteen seventy two pursuant to a notice to that effect duly given by the agent and counsel of the united states mr a s worthington appeared on behalf of the united states messrs george r walker n dana wells and edward janine appeared on behalf of the claimants the said william t sherman having been first by me duly sworn to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth deposes and says my name is william t sherman my age is fifty-two years my residence is washington d c i am a native of ohio my position is that of general of the united states army preliminary questions propounded by the officer taking this deposition have you any interest direct or indirect in the claim which is the subject matter of the above entitled cause or of this examination if so state the nature and extent of such interest answer i have none being examined by a s worthington of counsel for the united states the witness further deposes and says while on my march through the south in eighteen sixty four sixty five i was a major general in the regular army i am now general of the army of the united states the witness here testifies to occurrences in georgia Question please refer to any orders that were issued while you were in savannah relating to private property and to the maintenance of good order answer i find here referring to a printed volume in his hand one order dated twenty fourth of december eighteen sixty four referring to rules which were to govern the officers in regard to public and private property in the city of savannah it is number one forty one special field order and dated december twenty fourth eighteen sixty four continuation as to orders and incidents in georgia question during the march of your army from savannah to goldsboro north carolina what orders were in force concerning the preservation or destruction of property please refer to the orders by number and date answer glancing at the printed volume before referred to 
the same troops which had crossed from atlanta to savannah continued their march from the direction of savannah northward passing through the state of south carolina in its whole length and were covered by the same orders and the same rules of discipline which had prevailed previously objected to by messrs walker and wells on the ground that they knew nothing whatever regarding the orders referred to that they had neither seen the originals nor certified copies and had no knowledge they were official that while such orders may have been issued contrary orders may have been issued the next day witness all these orders have been printed and published over and over again mr walker no official copies have ever been furnished us witness they are all filed and the war department will furnish you with official copies whenever you ask for them mr walker it is not for us to ask for them but for the united states to furnish them question please state whether in your march through south carolina you at any time authorized the destruction of private property answer i did corps commanders were at all times authorized to destroy private property where it fulfilled any military uses and to the commanders of all detachments mr walker i must ask this question before you go on general i notice you have in your hand a printed volume and that you are apparently reading from the same i desire to know what it is you are reading from i think i have a right to know that mr worthington stated that he proposed to examine the witness in his own way and if there was any objection it could be made regularly and entered upon the record mr walker then we object to general sherman in his examination in this case reading from a volume of which we know nothing it never having been presented to us for our inspection witness the volume i have in my hand is my own memoranda bearing my own signature and what i state from it i desire to have regarded as testimony given in the case mr walker i must then inquire general whether that memoranda of which you speak is in your handwriting witness it is not but it was printed under my supervision in the war department and every word of it was carefully examined before it went to the press and has been since mr walker we object to it as not being in the handwriting of the witness and we not knowing that the copy produced here is an official copy and even if we were satisfied on that point we would further object to it on the ground that the original if in existence is the best evidence and should be produced examination resumed question i will now repeat the question i asked you and that is whether at any time in your march through south carolina you authorized the destruction of private property and if so in what instances and for what purposes answer i required the destruction of all railways depots foundries and arsenals i generally in person saw that they were so destroyed i never gave an order for the destruction of a private dwelling more especially if it were occupied by a family question did you authorize the destruction of cotton generally answer i authorized the destruction of cotton wherever encountered regarding it as one of the principal resources of the enemy in carrying on the war it was a saleable article easily converted into money which was notoriously used for purchase of arms in europe 
it was made the basis of one of the principal loans of the southern confederation mr walker objects to this testimony as being matter of argument question during your march through south carolina how did your different corps communicate with each other at night answer by signals and by couriers sent from one to the other generally by signals of rockets question about what time in the evening was it customary to send up these rockets answer as soon as the night was far enough advanced for rockets to be seen in the dark question by mr walker when necessary answer always every night to indicate the position of heads of columns question do you know whether or not rockets were sent up on the evening you arrived at columbia for that purpose answer i did not see them but i presume the order was obeyed and from the head of every other column some of which were twelve miles from there question you have heretofore been examined generally with reference to the burning of columbia in the case of james j brown number thirty seven do you reaffirm what was stated in that deposition mr walker objected on the ground that no notice had been given them that the testimony in that case was to be used in the cases in which himself and mr wells appeared and that they had had no opportunity of examining the testimony with a view to cross-examination answer i testified in some case when in egypt i think it was in the month of february or march i have not seen a record of that testimony since i gave it but i take it for granted that what i swore to then was true my memory of these events is very clear and yet i always prefer to refer to dates and facts which are of record and in my possession objected to by mr walker and mr wells on the ground that they were entirely ignorant of what the witness swore to on the occasion mentioned nor was it stated by the witness question state whether you authorized the destruction of any private property at columbia except such property as you have enumerated in your answer to the previous interrogatory answer none whatever on the contrary i forbade the destruction of private property libraries colleges and dwellings question please state where you were when the fire broke out answer the fire was burning a day and a half or two days before we got into columbia but was local confined to the big bridge across the river the depot known as the charleston depot close by the bridge and the railroad depot on the opposite side of the town known as the charlotte depot and cotton piled up along the various streets and which was burning at least twelve hours before any soldier belonging to my army had gotten within the limits of the city of columbia on the night of our arrival after we had been in quiet possession of the city for about twelve hours a fire originated near the old market-house it must have been after dark for i saw the light shining on the walls of the room in which i was and sent one of my aide-de-camps down about a mile to see what was the matter and he came back and told me that the drug-store diagonally opposite the old market-house was burning that the wind was very strong and the fire was spreading 
i inquired if he had seen the commanding officer of the brigade which constituted the provost guard and if he was doing his best to prevent an extension of the flames and he told me that he had seen general charles r woods himself on the ground and that the troops were doing seemingly all they could to check or limit the flames to that one block that must have been about oh, seven and a half o'clock in the evening we had entered the town about eleven o'clock that morning the fire continued to increase and a second time i sent one of my aides down becoming uneasy about it and he returned saying that the fire appeared to be beyond all control and he had seen general logan and general howard there whose troops occupied the city howard being in chief command logan in command of the fifteenth corps and charles r woods in command of the troops immediately quartered in the city the fire continued to rage until after midnight when i went down myself to walk around the burning district i saw the flames carried sometimes two blocks by the force of the wind and the fire spreading in every direction and from natural causes i assisted mr simmons who had married a miss rag of my acquaintance to move his family and effects from the house threatened up to my own which was the house of blanton duncan then contractor for the manufacturers of confederate money that family was removed but the house fortunately did not burn i was myself out until four o'clock in the morning and i believe those troops worked as faithfully as any troops ever did mr walker objects to all statements of the witness based upon what others told him i admit that i saw myself one or more drunken men and ordered the arrest of one to effect which one of my aide-de-camp colonel dayton had to shoot him with a pistol the fire was most fearful beyond all question but i saw with my own eyes no fire originated and i always supposed that it originated in that burning pile of cotton which i saw with my own eyes mr walker i object to this statement of the witness inasmuch as it is supposition witness there is no supposition about it at all i saw with my own eyes about eleven o'clock that morning as i rode in the city of columbia cotton piled along the main street which if prolonged would run up against the state house very near the old market-house and very near that drug-store where my aide-de-camp reported the fire had originated the wind was very strong without a cloud in the sky and it tossed and pitched the cotton about lodging it in the trees and on the eaves of houses all or most of which were of wood so that many of us were prompted to remark i know i did at least that it presented the appearance of a snowstorm prior to the great conflagration immediately on reaching the central part of the city myself and staff general howard the immediate commander of the troops following us riding at my side started to examine the city question by mr walker when was this answer in the morning on entering the city we rode down to the railroad depot which i have described as the charleston depot and found the depot burned and many piles of cornmeal and corn burning we gave some direction to some of the soldiers who were there to pile aside the good so as to save as much as possible because we needed it 
i continued my ride along the railway in the direction of some foundries i suppose about five hundred or six hundred yards down the stream from the depot along the track when some picket rode up to me and told me not to go too far that the rebels were on the hill in sight and i might get a shot turning back in the direction of the new state house i noticed a soldier coming down the street drunk i called general howard's attention to the fact saying general you had better look out or you will have hell to pay you had better go and see about it in person question by mr walker this was in the morning too answer yes sir and before the fire broke out he general howard afterward reported to me that he had relieved the brigade of stone stone's brigade being the first to enter columbia and constituting the provost guard and had selected another brigade of the same division to act as provost guard under immediate direction of general charles r woods an officer of the regular army and an officer of as high character as any in this or any other country he is still living to him was entrusted the safety and general good order of the city of columbia during our occupation he is now i think in newark ohio he is still an officer in the regular army lieutenant-colonel fifth infantry i should suppose he could give as much personal testimony as any man living general john a logan commanded the corps to which general charles r wood's division belonged he was also quartered near columbia in the preston house which was not burned the house in which i was quartered was not burnt either it was a little remote separated by vacant lots from the body of the town mr walker desired to have it noted that his objection to the admission of testimony taken in egypt was taken because neither he nor mr wells had ever seen it and therefore could not proceed to cross-examine the witness in regard to it he wished it stated further that he was not prepared to say that he would not object to it if he had seen it witness here testifies to occurrences in georgia counsel for the united states here tenders to mr walker a copy of the deposition of general sherman taken in egypt in the case of joseph j brown number thirty seven mr walker states that he cannot withdraw his objections to the admission of this testimony having had no time to look at it and not being able to do so while the examination is going on they must therefore as far as they are concerned regard it as an ex parte statement which they must object to being received in evidence counsel for the united states desires the commissioner to note that counsel for the claimants retains the deposition mr walker replies that he retains what purports to be a copy of the deposition cross-examination by mr walker in regard to the capture of certain horses in columbia were there orders for the capture of all horses answer yes sir question horses therefore taken from different stables in columbia were taken by your orders answer yes sir testimony as to occurrences before reaching columbia question your idea upon leaving savannah was to strike what point in north carolina answer my point was orangeburg in the first place to cut charleston off from augusta by destroying a section of that road and thence to swing around to orangeburg and threaten the road from charleston to the north by florence 
but before i had accomplished this last movement the rebel army in charleston commanded by william j hardy had burned the place and evacuated it and had escaped to the north therefore it was unnecessary for me to take my army over on the florence road question you thought however at one time of taking charleston in the rear answer never i put out that idea for the purpose of misleading i never proposed to take charleston in the rear i am very familiar with the ground there question and you never did at any time contemplate any such a thing answer i never at any time contemplated a direct attack upon charleston question you thought at one time however of throwing a wing of your army into charleston answer from the sea question you at no time thought of taking part of the army in which your immediate command was into the city of charleston answer no sir i was aiming at the higher game namely richmond counsel i am aware of that fact general witness upon leaving savannah i ordered a division to be held in readiness at port royal and to watch the effect upon charleston when my army was to its rear and if evacuated to take possession immediately but if the army remained in charleston to disembark at bull's bay and close the road which leads from mount pleasant up towards georgetown which i knew would result in hardy's getting out of that place very quickly Question but you never had at any time in the course of your march any notion nor any remote idea of throwing any part of your army into the city of charleston answer i had not in my official reports which state my purposes i there say that i regarded charleston as a dead cock in the pit already question your idea then was to march your army through columbia answer yes sir question or by columbia answer right through columbia question were you at any time before crossing the savannah river or before reaching columbia aware of a strong spirit of vengeance a desire for vengeance animating your troops to be wreaked upon south carolina answer i was the feeling was universal and pervaded all ranks question officers and all answer officers and all we looked upon south carolina as the cause of our woes question and thought that she thoroughly deserved severe treatment answer yes sir that she thoroughly deserved extirpation question you had every reason to believe that the army would carry out their determination in this respect answer except when restrained by order and discipline question general it is alleged that von moltke has said that your army was an armed mob answer von moltke was never fool enough to say that i have seen von moltke in person i did not ask him the question because i did not presume that he was such an ass as to say that question you deny that statement do you answer our army was as good an army as the prussians ever had and von moltke is a man of too good sense to have made any such statement as has been attributed to him question we have the strongest proof general of the fact that it was a wonderfully well-disciplined army answer 
von moltke is a man of wonderful sense and sagacity and i don't believe he ever said anything that could be tortured into that he may have said that our armies in america organized as they were composed as they were and moving over a country so different from europe form no guide or rule in european warfare but that the prussian army did learn many a lesson and profited by them from our war is manifest and they and their officers are prompt to acknowledge it question general i have often heard your enemies in the south admit the perfect discipline of your troops answer we could not have done what we did do unless we had kept them under good discipline question can you tell me anything about the fifteenth corps answer yes indeed i can i know all about it they were as fine a body of men as ever trod shoe leather question they had the reputation of doing their work well answer yes sir thoroughly question whether it was to ravish a country or take a city answer strange to say in the whole of our march i never heard of but two cases of ravishment if you mean rape counsel mr walker i do not mean rape answer for going into a fight and going through a fight they were the men they were described to be question hadn't they a reputation in mississippi answer they had a very high reputation in mississippi question had they not a reputation there for leaving their mark upon the country answer yes sir they left their marks wherever they went question you were aware of this answer perfectly question when you reached savannah answer indeed i was i knew every officer and every private in that corps question they were a wild set were they not answer no sir they were composed of first-rate men farmers and mechanics and men who are to-day as good citizens as we have in our country but who went to war in earnest they were mostly western men from ohio and illinois question they were good men for destroying property answer yes sir when told to do so they destroyed it very quickly question when not told to do so if they thought they might do it and it not be objectionable to their officers answer they could do their work very thoroughly when they undertook it question were they in the habit of destroying property answer no sir i don't think they were more than was necessary they were a very kind set of men and i have known them frequently to share their rations with citizens people along the country i have often seen it done with my own eyes question do you mean to say that you were not aware when you were in the city of beaufort or say orangeburg before you reached columbia that the fifteenth corps were a corps distinguished for the marks they left upon the country through which they passed answer i may have known it and very likely i did i knew generally what was going on question i asked you did you know it i should like you to answer that question when you reached the village of orangeburg before you arrived at columbia were you not aware that the fifteenth corps were remarkable for the manner in which they left their mark upon the country through which they passed witness explain what you mean by mark counsel devastation answer they killed every rebel within range of their guns and left their dead bodies to mark the ground Question. Devastation of property, I mean. 
answer as to devastation of property no more than the rest of the troops i think we supplied the hospital in orangeburg which was occupied by rebel soldiers wounded and orphans and children who had been brought up from charleston question did you burn any property in orangeburg answer not a bit they burned the property before we crossed the river i was right opposite the river when we carried that bridge i had been down to see mower passing down below the town i passed along with mower's column and arrived just in time to see giles smith's brigade go over i was one of the first to get over into town and the town was burning then i was told by a citizen there that it was burned by some jew question i ask you if you ordered any property to be burned in orangeburg answer i do not believe i did unless it was some cotton and i don't remember that but the town was on fire before i crossed and got into it question you do not remember ordering the cotton of one j w carmalt to be burned answer no sir question you do not remember an interview with carmalt and his asking you to preserve the cotton because it was british property answer i do not question you do not remember telling him that you could afford no more protection to british cotton than answer than that of our own deluded citizens that was my usual answer question your usual answer was that you could afford no protection to cotton belonging to british subjects answer to any subjects more than to our own deluded people question whatever cotton you might find no matter whose it was you believed it to be your duty to burn it answer the rebels left very little cotton for us to burn wheeler who commanded the rebel cavalry retreating before me wrote to general howard a note offering to abstain from the further burning of cotton if i would prevent the burning of houses i wrote to him that i wanted him to burn all the cotton he could because it would save us the trouble of doing it we did not intend to hold the cotton and therefore could leave nothing of value behind us which could be converted into money to be used in aid of the rebellion mr walker objected to anything that mr wheeler told general sherman witness wheeler did not tell me he wrote a letter to general howard who handed it to me mr walker then let us see the letter question i want this to be clearly understood therefore i repeat the question did you not tell all subjects of whatever nation they belonged to that you could not protect their cotton and moreover it was your duty to burn it answer i cannot recall having used that language question well language to that effect answer nor do i recall the fact of any man having applied to me to protect his property by reason of being a foreign subject but if any such did apply to me i certainly would have told him pretty much as you have said i would not undertake to protect his cotton nor anybody else's cotton i did not intend to stay there and protect it i was going on Question if a colonel of one of your regiments while foraging met with a storehouse containing cotton would it or would it not have been his duty to burn it answer yes sir question without receiving specific orders to do so answer yes sir question how far above columbia did you cross the broad and saluda rivers 
answer i should suppose about three miles question you sent on an advanced detachment did you not answer whilst laying a pontoon bridge across broad river we passed over the brigade known as stone's iowa brigade to cover the men whilst engaged in laying down the pontoon bridge question these men under colonel stone first preceded the column answer they remained on the opposite bank deployed of course so as to prevent any of wade hampton's cavalry coming within rifle shot of the place where the pontoon bridge was being laid just about nine o'clock in the morning i was down waiting for the bridge to be finished when i received a note in pencil from colonel stone saying that the mayor had come out and surrendered the city and asking orders i told him to go right in this was about oh, nine or ten in the morning question colonel stone proceeded to the town answer yes sir they were the first troops that entered the city of columbia question did you offer any terms or promise any protection to the city of columbia or its inhabitants answer never question you did not promise that private property should be protected answer never question did colonel stone answer no sir he had no authority question and you didn't promise at any time that the citizens would be safe in the enjoyment of their private property answer i made no promise it is very probable i may have said that there was no necessity for being frightened that we were not going to burn anything except arsenals machine shops and foundries but it was not in the form of a promise if it was said it was a mere conversational remark probably to the mayor or some of the people who came to me very much alarmed as they naturally would be at the fall of their city question you however entered the city of columbia with the main army about two hours later yes sir question i would like for you to be particular please try and remember how long it was afterwards answer stone's brigade could not have been in town more than an hour or an hour and a half before i came in we came in very quickly the pontoon bridge was nearly done when i got this message from stone and sent back and told him to go right into town question most of the testimony filed in this case states it to be about two hours later upon deliberation would you not think that about the time answer it was a very short time i think we were in there before noon and the day was pretty well advanced before we got the bridge done and stone was to uncover the bridge just before its completion question wouldn't this be about correct if you were to say that the main army entered columbia about twelve o'clock answer near eleven i suppose nearer eleven than twelve o'clock somewhere between eleven and twelve question you were riding at the head of the column answer yes sir question with general howard answer general howard was by my side he was commanding the right wing and i was commanding in chief general howard had his written orders made two days before as to what he was to do after we reached columbia our staffs rode right behind us and then came the head of the column which i think was the second division fifteenth corps commanded by general charles r woods question general howard then i understand you to say had orders from you as to the disposition of troops 
answer yes sir the left wing didn't come within twelve miles that wing passed broad river at alston from twelve to fifteen miles above columbia the right wing was composed of the fifteenth and seventeenth corps the fifteenth corps was to pass through columbia right on the outskirts of it the seventeenth corps was not to go into columbia at all but to stretch itself across the winsboro road ready to move on to winsboro the leading division of the fifteenth corps commanded by general woods was to occupy columbia and the other two divisions to pass through and encamp just outside the town question these were your orders answer yes sir that division was to furnish the usual provost guard for the city question the seventeenth corps i understand you to say were not to come into columbia they were to stretch across to the winsboro road and the fifteenth corps was to enter columbia answer yes sir question when you entered columbia did you meet any of stone's brigade there answer i found stone's brigade with their arms stacked engaged in trying to put out that burning cotton which was piled in the main street not far from the market-house the pile of cotton being at least three hundred or four hundred feet long and from two to three bales high they were endeavouring to extinguish the flames so far as to enable the train of the fifteenth corps which would have to come right behind to follow that road and to pass through they were trying to make sufficient space around so as to let them pass safely especially the ammunition train which it is a little dangerous to have pass near great fires they were endeavouring to extinguish that fire i found them in the act of so doing when i entered columbia question a great many of stone's troops were disbanded were they not and scattered about answer pickets would be over the town posted at intersections of such streets and in such places as colonel stone thought proper for the maintenance of general good order in the town question were not a larger number of them at the time of your entry or shortly afterwards not under orders answer they were scattered through the town you know like soldiers generally when they have stacked arms it is the custom to let a few men go off and get water or something of that kind and they were probably out for such purposes question did you see any stores along main street being broken into answer no sir i did not main street was crowded full of negroes escaped prisoners and officers of our army who had been imprisoned there but who had succeeded in making their escape there must have been three hundred there i met the mayor dr goodwin there an old gentleman i was still mounted and he came up to my horse and we had a conversation about one thing and another and afterwards on a second meeting he told me which house he had selected for my occupation namely the house of blanton duncan on a street at right angles with this main street and removed from it i should suppose about one thousand yards question i understand you to say that you saw no pillaging going on along richardson or main street during the hours of daylight on the seventeenth answer i did not question nor anywhere else in columbia during the hours of daylight answer no sir question you were not apprised of it in any way answer i was not question you were not aware that almost every store along main street was broken into by men in federal uniform 
answer i was informed by the mayor that wade hampton's cavalry had gone through the town and plundered their stores before we got there the mayor himself reported that to me question i ask you if you are aware that these stores were plundered by men in federal uniform subsequently answer i do not know anything about the federal uniform being used by the rebels question i did not ask about the rebels i asked a very simple question and i want an answer answer i heard nothing of the plundering of stores by our men during the day of our first occupation of the city of columbia question and know nothing of it answer i know nothing of it personally or officially question do you know anything of it in any way whatsoever individually privately or in any way answer no sir on the contrary there was very good order in the city i walked about the streets like everybody else that day and saw nothing out of the way a good many people came to see me and claimed protection and i told them to go back home and behave themselves i came across some of my old friends in columbia and paid them visits question i then understand you to say there was no plundering going on along on main street when your main army passed through answer if there was i saw it not question you have stated to me that there was a general feeling through the army pervading all ranks of a desire to wreak vengeance to extirpate if i may be permitted to use your own words south carolina answer there was end of part four